picture with my mask on, big hang time, I'm a blast off. Hang time headlines, back with another episode. I'm your host, Schwally. As always, like, comment, subscribe, and subscribe. We're trying to run those subs up, so we really do appreciate it. A couple days ago, the NFL owners gathered together to discuss new rule changes. Now, this obviously is not a new practice and happens on a yearly basis. For example, two years ago, the owners made pass interference a challengeable call for the 2019 season after the Saints-Rams debacle in the playoffs the year before. Owners approved six new rules for the 2021 season, including rule changes in jersey numbers, onside kicks, instant replay, two-point conversions, the preseason, and the NFL eliminating the double forward pass altogether. I'm going to break down each rule and just give you my takes. So to start off, for a while, the NFL has had restrictions on what players can wear which jersey numbers, and this is really to distinguish between eligible and ineligible wide receivers, but the NFL has loosened these restrictions. So they're now allowing quarterbacks to wear 1 through 19, running backs, tight ends, and wide receivers to wear 1 through 49 and 80 through 89. Offensive linemen, 50 through 79. Defensive linemen, they get 50 through 79 plus the 90 through 99. Linebackers, Full range of motion, 1 through 59, as well as 90 through 99, and defensive backs, 1 through 49. So this rule has come under a lot of scrutiny, thanks to Tom Brady airing it out over Instagram. Brady said, quote, Good luck trying to block people right now. Going to make for a lot of bad football. Why even have numbers? Just have colored jerseys. Why not wear the same number? Dumb. Brady's clearly upset, and while I agree with him that this will take some time getting used to, I'm sure professional athletes can adjust well. These same number restrictions are already in place in college, so if collegiate athletes can figure it out, I'm sure the GOAT can too. However, I do believe this will lead to some sloppy play in the early weeks. I mean, just think about it. When Brady thinks he has a linebacker covering Chris Godwin, only to realize that it's a safety after throwing the football, that could be disastrous. You'll see some elite players, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, making some mistakes that are just mind-boggling, but you have to remember, these are players who have been in the league for years. They're used to just reading a number, knowing what position it is, and that'll be completely flip-flopped on them. But down the line, really no issues there. My biggest problem with this rule is that the NFL is making players buy back their old jerseys from like NFL.com and Fanatics if they want to make a jersey change. Yeah, they have to buy out the entire inventory, which is absolutely ludicrous on so many different levels, okay? Now, I understand these players have money, they can do it, but just think about it. These jerseys that they sell on NFL.com are like $100 replica jerseys. So if you got an inventory of like even 100 jerseys, you're talking about $10,000 right there. The NFL is a business, they have so much money, there is absolutely no need for them to do this. It just feels so greedy. It feels like they're treating players like Kids, absolutely unacceptable. What are you doing? I haven't seen this in any other sport. It's like, okay, I understand if Brady goes to the Bucks and he wants to wear his number 12 and he has to buy it from Chris Godwin. That makes sense. But buying back a completely full warehouse of jerseys that have been made by the league is absolute nonsense. They have more than enough money to cover this. I mean, just come on. Moving on, last year, just three out of the 67 onside kicks were successfully recovered, marking the lowest rate in the last 20 years. The NFL has changed restrictions on the setup zone. So this is the area 10 to 25 yards away from where the football is placed on the tee for kickoff. Now the receiving team can only line up a maximum of nine players in this zone. So just based on some stats from last year, 
Receiving teams lined up 10 players in the zone 87% of the time and all 11 players in the zone 13% of the time in a scenario where an onside kick was inevitable. And this will be an absolute game changer. Just think about the numbers, right? 10 players, that's five on each side. For the kicking team, you got one kicker and then you got five players on each side trying to recover the onside kick. Obviously, the receiving team doesn't know which side the kicking team is going to kick the football to. Now, by lowering this to only nine players for the receiving team, that means that, you know, five on one side, four on the other. For the kicking team, it gives them an automatic five on four matchup, which will, in theory, increase the recovery rate. If this doesn't work, maybe shorten the distance, make it so the ball only has to travel eight yards. I'm not for all that fourth and 15 nonsense. I don't need to see Patrick Mahomes running around out there trying to convert an onside kick with a fourth and 15. Fade me with that. I love the special teams. I love the mistakes. You have the classic Green Bay, Seattle onside kick that gives the Seahawks another chance in the playoffs and ultimately leads them on a Super Bowl run where they, they fall the Patriots. But you get the point. The onside kick has been a part of football for years. You can't take it away. However, three out of 67 is unacceptable. And while I'm so for the moves that the NFL has done over the past decade in trying to make the onside kick a safer play, you just also have to balance the fact that the kicking team needs at least some sort of chance to recover the football. The NFL will also allow replay officials to help on-field officials with some calls such as possession of the ball, a complete or incomplete pass, touching the ball, spot of the ball, down by contact. This, in my opinion, won't change much. If you paid any attention, you know that on-field officials can already communicate with replay officials. There's this little wink-wink, nudge-nudge agreement where replay officials will already help change calls on the field. The NFL has basically just legalized this unspoken agreement. I have been preaching for less replay for years. That's a side topic. Check out my hot take on why replay is ruining sports. However, one thing I would like to see the NFL do is give these replay officials the power to make announcements through the stadium's loudspeaker. Like, why on earth do we still watch five officials huddle together, receiving the correct call from upstairs, just to relay that same call to us through their microphones on the field? It's an absolute waste of time. Just have the man upstairs announce the call through the loudspeaker. Let's move on. A new two-point conversion rule was established stemming from when the Bears faced the Broncos in 2019. Now, this is a complicated one, so let me walk you through it. The Broncos were going for two, down 13-12, to with a chance to win the game after scoring a touchdown with 31 seconds left. They were flagged for a delay of game, so they then opted to, instead of going for two, kick the extra point. They missed the extra point, but the Bears ended up jumping off sides, so the Broncos then re-opted to go for two from the one-yard line after the enforced offsides penalty half the distance to the goal. This new rule would make it so the initial Denver Broncos delay of game penalty would have also been enforced, basically resetting the entire play instead of just giving the Broncos the latter five yards offsides penalty from the Bears and setting them up at the one-yard line. There was also a new rule that the NFL has banned overtime in the preseason. doesn't exist anymore. The games will just end in a tie. I freaking hate ties, but I don't care about overtime. I don't want to see my players hurt in the preseason, so I love this move, but I would have liked to see overtime changes to the regular season. I've been preaching forever some sort of college system. Last year, Bengals-Eagles ended in a tie. I cannot have ties in my sports. There's a reason I do not watch soccer. I cannot do a 0-0 tie. I can't do a 14-14 tie. I can't do ties. I like competitions. I like winners. We need to see people win football games. So please, NFL, eliminate the tie in the regular season too, but it's a start. I'll take it for the preseason. 
Finally, the rare double forward pass has now been banned. This stems from another Tom Brady incident against the Rams last year. On 3rd and 10, Brady's pass was blocked at the line of scrimmage, but then Brady caught the rebound in the air and attempted another pass on the same play, completing it for a gain of 8 yards. This left the Rams with a really tough decision, because they could either decline the penalty and give the Bucks a 4th and 2 from midfield, or accept the penalty and give Brady another shot on 3rd and 15. This is now just going to result in a loss of down, leaving an automatic 4th and 15 in that scenario for Brady in the Bucks. There you go. There's the Schwally breakdown of the new NFL rules. Like some of them, I think others have room to grow. As always, comment, like, subscribe, run it up. Hang time headlines. I'm out. Peace. Balling crazy with the hang time.